Thank you for checking out the Mercy Hill Church Sermon Podcast. If you would like to know more about Mercy Hill, you can visit us on the web at mercyhill.cc. Good morning, everybody. Um, <clears throat> why don't I get the whole team up here for a minute? So that's stu- uh, students, anybody's on it, leaders, and uh, everybody else, just give them a round of applause and welcome them. <laughs> So, we're, we're missing three this morning, uh, Lexi Whitehead, uh, Maddie, and Faith, who couldn't be with us, but this is the team, and um, this morning, they are going to be sharing about the trip, and they have some specific things, and possibly some questions that will be thrown out there to them, um, but I just want to give a huge thank you to Miguel and Jolene, because they're rock stars, they took an entire week to come out with us, and they were incredible, so guys, thank you so much, seriously, we love you. Um, so, it's going to be very informal, um, but we're going to start, we have a slideshow that uh, Timothy made, which is awesome, um, so you guys can, why don't you, is it cool if you sit kind of on the stage? You can you can push down this way too, so that way the other screen goes. So that was just to kind of give you a little glimpse into the week. Um, we can't have all the pictures, but Adam, if you could um, pull up the first slide. So we'll, uh, we're just going to PowerPoint some slides. And um, for you guys, if a slide comes up with the title on it, then you'll know to share, and I'll, I'll help you with that too. Um, but real quick, so uh, there was 13 students, four adults who went, and I know you all prayed for us the week before, which was awesome. Um, and we so appreciate all the prayers during the week. We felt them. Uh, we needed them. But, um, it was, it, yeah, it was really good. On the far left, 
uh, and the green shirt, that's Pablo Montanez. And I just want to mention him before I turn the mic over to Elizabeth. Um, so Pablo is a pastor at Christ Church in Minneapolis. He's also a pastor at Rey de Gloria. And he set up the entire trip for us. And so this group really pioneered something this week that um, has never been done before. So it was hard because when you start something new, it's difficult. Um, but the Lord was with us. And so Pablo really just set up the whole week for us. And so what we want to do is uh, just talk about the things. You saw some of these pictures, and you'll see some of those pictures again. And just talk about uh, what we did, but also just what the Lord did really through the group and um, how they used them. And so I would love to invite Elizabeth up, and she's going to help us by giving an overview and talking a little bit about the trip. So, Can you guys hear me? Oh, hello. Hi. Um, so as you may know, we were in Minneapolis for eight days, and I just wanted to provide some like context for the trip and sort of what Minneapolis was like. So I feel like a lot of times when someone, you think about like unreached people or people who don't know Christ, you think about sort of the corners of the earth or where it's like the wilderness, like the desert or the mountains or like the Amazon rainforest. But a lot of these people have actually come to the United States and a lot of them have settled in Minneapolis and they really need to know the Lord. 90% of the immigrant population actually doesn't know Christ. And that gives us the ability to impact them and share Christ with them without having to travel all the way across the world. And the Lifelink Church where we were, Rey de Gloria, which is where we spent most of our time and where Pablo is pastoring, um, they're actually in the heart of Minneapolis in a really diverse neighborhood. It's actually the most diverse neighborhood in the United States. There's over a hundred languages spoken in that single neighborhood. And so every single day, we worked with a different people group. We worked with a different inner city mission, inner city ministry, and we were able to see lots of different cultures, including Somali culture, Latino culture, um, the Native Americans and African American community. And seeing and learning about all those different cultures, it really put what sort of felt like, we felt like Minneapolis was really close, but it put our trip into a global perspective and sort of into the greater mission of what, uh, as Christians, we're all called to do, which is share the word with everyone. Thank you. Hey, um, if you could, Elizabeth, while you're still up here, yeah. uh, you can go back to the other side. Um, thank you. So why don't you talk about, so that's an overview. The first day um, we met with Dr. John and, and got to experience the culture, but why don't you just talk a little bit about that day real quick. Yeah, so the first day um, we went to Rita Gloria for the first time, and it was the first time any of us had been there. And we got to see sort of the neighborhood it was in, and it is a poor neighborhood. Um, and we heard from Dr. John Mayer, and he's the one who gave us a lot of the statistics about how um, – it's really unreached and how a lot of these immigrants, they've brought in their own religions and that's sort of affecting the culture in Minneapolis as, you know, different beliefs are coming in that aren't Christian beliefs. And we got to walk around the neighborhood and just uh, pray for the people in that neighborhood, which was really cool. And just sort of being on the ground level made it more real for us, I think. Thanks for sharing that, Elizabeth. Um, so, yeah, I think it was it was 
pretty amazing to see these kids engage, uh, especially this first day with uh, the cultures. And, and we took a prayer walk that day as well. And it was just amazing to see these kids gather together as they were walking through the neighborhoods and just pray over areas where, um, hey, there's there's a lot of prostitution in this area. And so let's just pray against that, right? There's um, other areas where um, maybe there's heavy just harm or violence and things. And so um, the cool thing is when you're there, you're with uh, these people in this church who are known in this community. So you feel safe. You know, there's not like that thing. But also um, the Lord used them, I think, to just pray and, and, and protect some of these areas. Um, so that was pretty amazing to see you guys pray that way. I think it, it's helped them kind of start the week by stretching them. So thanks for sharing that, Elizabeth. Also, you might be called on again to share. So just be ready. So anyway, um, cool. So that was awesome. Thank you so much. You can go to the next slide, Adam. And... Um, this, so that was, uh, the overview and kind of Tuesday. And so, um, Abby Van Clay, she's amazing. She's going to share about, um, what kind of happened on Wednesday morning and afternoon. So, um, we went to Harambe, which literally means all pulled together, which is like a gathering of people to do an activity. It was out of freedom school, which is a branch of schools in the area. We sang songs and danced. It was cool to see how excited the kids were. They were so into the songs and dances. We talked to the principal, um, who is the associate pastor of the church connected to the school. She said that they can't talk about God at the school because it is a government-funded school. But they ministered to the kids by showing love. One point that she said was that when we see a need that needs to be met, we should meet it. We could tell that she really loved God and she had such a passion for her ministry. We also went to a protest with the kids of the school against gun violence for kids. So many kids are getting killed from gun violence in the Twin Cities. We walked four blocks, and some of the kids held up signs. I think what the youth group got out of this was even though um, gun violence is not, we are not affected by gun violence, we got to show the kids that we care about them by walking alongside them. Thanks. Thanks, Abby. Um, so, yeah, Wednesday was was pretty interesting. I think how many of you have ever done something like this before this week? None. <laughs> Me included. And um, the the cool thing is what she mentioned was we met with uh, the CLC pastor there. And, and she said, you know, we just try and love on these kids, like like you said, little by little. And so um, we got the opportunity to chaperone. Um, but also part of it is when you're in other cultures, um, you're put outside your comfort zone, right? And, and, and there's a totally different town, totally different city. Uh, we don't live there. So we're just coming alongside to really kind of like watch these kids wrangle them, but also, um, to see a different perspective on things maybe we haven't, we haven't seen before. Um, but I, I, I think, uh, it was interesting. So in this picture, there's probably about a thousand kids. So it was big. Um, and we didn't, know what to expect. <laughs> so we, we showed up and it was the school we were with there. How many kids are in the school we were with? 40, 40 or 50 kids. So there's about 12 other schools there and it amassed to this huge crowd. And so, um, it was, it was interesting, but I think, um, part of it too is just, uh, it's a challenge, you know, as, as Christians, um, just believing the gospel and those things. What does it mean to come together um, for the kingdom? What does it mean to come together for a purpose? Um, politics aside, you know, and so for them to love on these kids was pretty amazing. Um, thanks so much, Abby, for sharing that. 
Adam, you can flip through. I don't know if there's a second pick. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I asked Brooke to share about um, this. Um, uh, you know what? Sorry, before that, hold up real quick. I'm going to have uh, Micah share first. So um, it was a lot. This week was a lot. We didn't go through the details, but Wednesday morning was um, what Abby just shared into the afternoon. And then Wednesday evening, um, we had most of the kids who were part of uh, this church downtown. They do an outreach every Wednesday night um, where they grill and, and reach out to people. Um, and then the two other people, Miguel and Micah, uh, did something else, which Micah is going to share. All right. Yeah, so I was a part of the the sandwiches ministry, they called it, which was basically we went out to the homeless people and we handed them, you know, we handed them food, we handed them sandwiches. And it was more just watching how the ministry affected the community that was impactful for me because they were telling us about it. It's the only, like, consistent uh, church ministry that helps the homeless in the area. So he said some do it once every few months, but we go out to them every week and we bring them uh, their food. It was at the same time as this ministry. So, uh, <coughs> but yeah, going out there, they were telling me stories like people ask us like to pray for them after a while because they see that we care. And they ask us, you know, like if a family member member passes to pray for them, to help them get through that hard time. And they tell their friends about it too. We were walking up to this, this group one time and I heard them saying, this is the, this is the sandwich people I was telling you about. This is the church I was telling you about. So the word was spreading and all we were doing was, you know, going out to them, showing them that we love them. And it's like other homeless ministries. It opens up, you know, questions for them. Like, why, why do you care about us? Well, God loves you and we love you and we just want to make sure that you're being taken care of. Yes, so while Micah was sharing the love of Jesus across Minneapolis, the rest of us were um, at the City View Church Outreach, and um, not Outreach, it's Outreach. Um, and so it was really cool just to see how amazing these kids are, and I just want to honor you parents. Um, it made me think of like the verse when it talks about make every effort to make peace with everyone, um, and it's not just hey, sometimes try and make peace with others, but these people are very maybe different than the people that these kids are normally around, and they really did make every effort to make peace with um, the families and the students. And so these girls stepped up and started face painting all these little munchkins that were adorable. And sometimes it was hard because they just looked at you and they had high expectations, and you girls really tried, <laughs> and you did good. So I'm proud of you. Um, but the other thing I wanted to just mention was how – as nervous as we are sometimes to talk to other people who are immigrating, they are so much more nervous because they're trying to fit into our culture that is so different. And so I think you guys would all say that just coming and smiling, asking where they came from or um, maybe what things they like to do has just simple questions like that all of a sudden cross this boundary from just friendliness to hospitality, which is a representation of Christ. So there's Abby just killing it with sidewalk chalk. <laughs> cool. So that was a great time. Um, but there again, there's people who are really in need of food. 
Um, and so that was just a good, fun way where they don't have to feel like they're asking someone for food, but it's an opportunity where they can just come and bring their families and enjoy a meal. That's good. Um, I'm going to hand this to you real quick, but just hold it for a second. Um, and that way we won't have a bunch of feedback, but... Uh, yeah, for me, it was really cool because uh, I talked to some people, but just seeing these, these students, like, I could tell it was not, like, this week was really hard for them. <laughs> and it was really difficult in a lot of different ways. One way was just, you have your comfort zone. And now it's like, what Paul was saying in the beginning of the week was just take one step out. Just take one step. And so I'm really proud because a lot of these kids did that. They just took one step. A lot, and, and a lot of them took more than one steps. You know, there's a lot of engaging new people, a lot of crowds and just things maybe they never experienced before. And so seeing them at this outreach in the middle of the week where there's all these people just coming in to eat food and people from all over the place. Um, I met people, a guy from Nebraska who came up and another guy who's from Philadelphia and he's there now. And so people from all over the place, different cultures, ethnicities, this square block, um, what Elizabeth was talking about, has the most ethnicities in the entire country. It's like a three-mile square block, the most diverse neighborhood in the entire country. And so really you had the nations here. And so for me to see like these kids loving on the nations, like I think it just helped them kind of gather this the idea of the kingdom better. And so it was just amazing to see them loving in those ways. And a lot of them doing things I can never do. I don't know if you, do you have a picture of them face painting? Or that was the other one, yeah. All the girls just jumped right in, they started face painting. And so um, right there, just kids coming up. And, and some of them, like, Elizabeth, you said you'd never done that before. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm proud of them. And so it's really cool to see that happen. Um, Adam, you can go to the next slide. I think it's, yep, perfect. Um, and so, uh, man, it's a lot. Yeah. I'm, as I'm talking, I'm like reminding myself of everything and, and, and it's crazy. But so Thursday morning, um, I'm going to have Maria share in a second about her interaction in Somali Mall of America is what they called it. <laughs> it's a market of just, it's all Somalian. So you go in and you're like, I'm in Somalia. <laughs> but, um, that morning we met with the guy, uh, Mike Netter, who runs, uh, called SALT, uh, Somali Adult Literacy Training. And this guy has given his life to loving Somalians through giving them English classes and really not just teaching them, but doing life with them, loving them. And um, just real quick story, which I think was pretty powerful for all of us as a group, was when he shared about he's friends with a sultan in Somalia. This guy's friends with the king in Somalia by the grace of God. And um, when this king originally left. He was in the U.S. for a time and then went back to Somalia because his, his father had died and he was going to take over the throne. Um, when he got there, he was overwhelmed by and grieved by the, 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 his people and what they're experiencing. So he calls this guy, Mike, who's just been loving him, building relationships. He said, Mike, um, I'm overwhelmed by what's happened in my country and we need people here. He said, okay, do you need me to help? He said, yes, I need missionaries. This guy who is a, a Muslim um, and a sultan, a king in Somalia, called Mike just through his relationship and loving him, asking for missionaries to come. Mike said, well, don't you have people there? He said, no, because the missionaries have authentic love, and they know what relationship is like. He knew that the love they showed him and his family as he was in the United States, that they needed that in their country. So Mike helped facilitate that, and he talked about a whole bunch of other things which was amazing. Um, but then we got the chance to go to the, the mall, and um, we had a bunch of interactions. But Maria wanted to share about um, one thing that she, happened with her. Okay. 
Yeah, so um, we went to the mall, and we were like this big group, but I wasn't feeling well, so I broke off from the group with Miss Brooke and Ollie. I don't know where he is right now, but I just love him. Um, and, and so we were eating in this like little cafe, but we weren't eating. Like, Brooke just wanted to get a snack for Ollie, and I was just like munching on some crackers because we were going to eat a lunch afterwards, the whole group which you see right there. So we weren't planning on eating anything big. So Brooke just ordered, it was like, it was like chicken. It was like a little piece of chicken and a little bit of rice. And that was all. So we, um, she was eating that with Ollie. And, um, all of a sudden the waiter, the owner of the restaurant or whatever, he comes around with like two bowls of salad. I was like an appetizer. Um, but we, I just thought it was an appetizer at first, and I was like, wow, that's really fancy. Um, and so we're eating the salad, and then a little bit of chicken, and then a little bit of rice, and then he comes around, and then he brings two more bowls of soup for us, and he's like, for you! And we were like, whoa, like, we didn't order this, that's really nice of him. And so we're eating the salad, and we're eating the soup, and the rice, and the chicken, and then he comes around again with little bowls of or bowls, little cups of orange juice, and he's like, what did he say? It was like, he's like, for Ollie. Well, he didn't know Ollie's name, but he was like, for the little baby. Yeah. And, um, and I just, it was for one for me too. And I just thought it was really nice of him because he didn't have to do that. And I was just thinking, like, if you go to like an American restaurant, like you go to Wendy's and like, they don't give you free Frosties, but they, he was just so nice. It was the hospitality that he had for us, you know, strangers in a strange place. Um, and that I just really took it to heart because it's good food too. It's, it's, it's natural, good food that would be really expensive if you got it anywhere else. So we got like a full course meal. And then when Brooke and Corey went to go get the check, it only came out to $13 for that whole meal. And I just, I learned a lot from that. I learned that like, you know, we're so stingy here. You know, we only give people what we think they deserve and nothing more, but you know, Jesus wasn't about that. He gave more, and so that inspired us to give more. So, Amen. Thanks, Maria. Um, that's a picture of them praying over Mike. They did that a lot um, during the week. So, um, Haley, uh, why don't you come up, and um, she's going to share about uh, Friday. Yeah, so Friday morning, we helped with a ministry called Jericho Road Ministries, and um, it mostly reached to the Latino community. So um, they held a food pantry, and some kids from our group went to work on paneling in the sanctuary, and some other kids went to a warehouse to organize canned goods. But um, some of us stayed back at the ministry and um, helped with the food pantry. So it was amazing because... Like, there was probably over 150 people that came through, and there was so much food, and almost all of it was gone by the end. And um, I think was what was impactful for me was um, just seeing all these people go through. There was a lot of, like, older women that came through, and you could just tell that they were probably widowed, or and they just really needed help. And... Um, yeah, just coming together as a team, we bagged watermelon, we handed out the food and all this stuff. Also, we um, led worship, and it was in Spanish, so I'm not really a big Spanish person, so I don't really know Spanish, so that was interesting. But 
it was just really amazing because um, definitely getting out of your comfort zone and doing that. Um, yeah. Yeah, they, the day before, they learned a couple Spanish songs. And Haley sings and plays guitar, which I found out on the trip. And she never told me before, so that's a whole other thing, because she has a gift in that. But, um, Adam, could you go to the first picture? Perfect. So that's a picture of them. Um, Pablo's a saint. He just, Pablo and Miguel helped because they're fluent. <laughs> they can speak Spanish. But Timothy can as well. So we had a group up there, and they did an awesome job. And, and, and what they do is they uh, do music. They have somebody speak, and then they start the food line. So they're ministering, sharing the gospel. So that's what these kids were doing here. Um, does anybody have anything they want to add about their experience at Jericho Road that day? just um, an encouragement for me to have our eyes be opened. Um, one lady was expressing um, just the pain of being an immigrant. She was from Ecuador and then came to the U.S. with her family for a couple of years and went back to Ecuador. And when she returned, the government put um, an ankle bracelet on her. And so um, her family disowned her and her two kids when they came back. So now they are living on the street and she um, is not a Christian, and so she didn't know who to trust, but she's like, the only people who are willing to help me are these Christian pastors, and I'm scared, and so we were just able to kind of talk, and I was able to encourage the one pastor's wife, just keep loving them. She's like, it's hard. I don't really speak their language, but I can see this mom needs me and ultimately needs the Lord, and to be able to trust these people that want to help her. So um, we have that around us, too, so just praying that the Lord would open our eyes and that we would be people who others can trust. Um, so that was good. There's another, um, group who, um, was, uh, building soundproof panels for their sanctuary. And then there's another group of us that was in a warehouse, uh, working, sorting cans and stuff. So it was cool to see when these needs brought up, Hey, who wants to go where, who likes organizing? Boom, you know, hands go up. And so they were able to use their gifts, even like what might not seem like, uh, glamorous in a sense, right? Like the food is, is glamorous, but the, the serving and, and loving people, um, with Christ is even behind the scenes like that, you know, even through the, the cans and stacking them. And that was hard work, right? <laughs> that was hard work. We're stacking these heavy cans, putting on pallets and, you know, um, but they did it with joy in their hearts. Um, and they did it for the Lord, which is awesome to see. And then this is, um, the pastor who runs the church and, um, the ministry. And so just able to pray for him. Um, just some, some things he's dealing with. So that, that was, uh, really good. Awesome guys. Um, what I don't have on here is that Friday night we took a trip to the Mall of America, but that's, you know, a side thing. <laughs> but, um, even in the mall there, I think, um, it's just amazing you're there and it's just everybody, every type of person you can imagine, right? And just seeing it and, and just believing and praying for the day when like, man, the kingdom is all types of people. It's everybody. And so, um, choosing to love those people each and every day is, is, um, something we're called to do. Awesome. Well, um, Mandy would, you, would love for you to come up, and um, she's going to share about the weekend. Uh, just uh, the week was kind of serving and learning, and the weekend was as well, but um, a chance to be with our churches up there. Yes. So on Saturday, we went to Christ Church, which is one of our Life Link churches, and there's like 
five lifelink churches in minnesota i think so all of them came together we had a picnic together it was really cool to um just meet all these new people from the other churches we got to talk with some of the kids in the youth and then we got to talk with some of the adults too and it was um just cool to know that there's people just like us down there also and um on Sunday, we went back to Christ Church for their morning service. It was really cool. The um, worship was amazing, and the sermon was really good. We learned about um, building each other up like as a group, like as believers in Christ growing up together. And um, later that afternoon, we went to Rede Gloria, which is the church we had been at most of the week learning about stuff, and we had a service there. All the songs were sung in Spanish, which was really cool. The people there had such, like, just a passion when they were singing, and it was fun to watch all the dancing and stuff they did. And um, we got to spend our time with the youth during the sermon. We um, joined in in their lesson, and we also got to tell them a little bit about our trip. And um, it was just, even though the churches were totally different, it's, like, just cool to know that both groups are like just like we're all united in Christ and we're all one body of believers and um so later that night we um our group decided to pray together and um praying turned into singing together and then we started reading scripture together and we just had a really like big revival in the group and um I feel like that's what really set us off to um just come home with fires in our heart and so we um we realized after that um, what we had learned about in the morning at the service is exactly what had happened in our group. We were starting to grow up together in Christ, and it was just really exciting to see. So in addition to uh, we, us going to different places and seeing all these different cultures, uh, the Lord was really working in us as a group also. Every night, a couple of us, or some, all of us, would go down to the uh, the Days in pool and just have awesome conversations. Now, we play like games like Truth or Truth and like asking each other questions, but most of them led to really great questions and like we got we really got to know each other really well yeah i feel like the lord really yeah the lord really led this trip this week amen yeah i think um man yeah the the they just mentioned it mandy and and cable but um they, I, th- I feel like the Lord really spoke to them of what it looks like to be a family in Christ. Um, I'm, I'm going to read it, and it's so confusing. But, uh, the Sunday morning, um, which Mandy mentioned, uh, Doug Hahn, who's the pastor of uh, Main Street Church in St. Louis, which is a lifelong church, he spoke. And the first thing he said was this, and it sounds like, Whoa, what is that? But I want to read it because it's really important. I think it really is like from the Lord and, and, and what God is doing in their lives this week. Um, and this is what he said. He said, until we develop a participatory identity in Christ or an understanding of relationships in Christ, we will be stunted to ever understand our true identity in Christ or one new humanity. And 
what I think he got at and what they experienced Sunday night was that, man, we need to understand our own identity in Christ, whose we are and who we belong to, God our Father and being being sons and daughters of the King. And when we really understand that, um, we kind of understand more of what it looks like to be part of this bigger family and to participate when Jesus is doing it. So the whole week, this group did that together. The, the whole week, these teens who a lot of times we think, man, um, maybe they, they don't think they're part of the church or feel like they're part of the body because it's separate or it's their parents' um, uh, relationship with the ward or, or you know, they just kind of observe. I got to see these kids, like, participate in the body of Christ the whole week. And I sat there and thanked the Lord. And, and, and I think um, that Sunday night when they're together and praying, you know, none of the leaders are a part of that. They just did it on their own. So the Lord just started to work in them. And they understood what it meant to participate in the body of Christ. And also during the week, what it means to participate in the body of Christ that becomes one new humanity that looks like every type of person around the world. And, um, and, and so, uh, this picture right here is, is amazing because, uh, this is the, the associate pastor at, um, greater friendship missionary Baptist church <laughs> where the freedom school was. And, uh, she she blessed us by just talking to us about what genuine love looks like and, and where there's a need to be met. You need to fill it and just talking about the areas. But one of the things she said is, um, I'm, I'm pulling because I have like a bunch of notes from the trip and stuff, but um, in Jesus, we're all brothers and sisters when we think about diversity. And, and if we're ever going to get to the point where we love all people, we welcome all people, and, and we just see them as an image of Christ and things, we need to start viewing them as our brother and sister. Um, we need to start viewing them as they're a part of our family. They, they might not believe yet in Jesus, but they have the image of God in them, and, and God loves them, and so I'm going to love them. Maybe you have uh, brothers and sisters in your own family, right, who don't know Jesus yet, but they're still a part of your family, and you still love them. They need to belong first to the family, and then they can become they become part of the family or become part of Jesus. And so um, these students really um, experienced that. And, and uh, the Lord just did an incredible work in their, in their lives this week. Um, I don't know if I have one more. Do we have one more picture? Is it? Uh, yeah. Beautiful picture. I'm at Ray DeGore. Um, do any of you guys have anything you feel like you want to share <laughs> extra. This is a big deal for them too. This is part of the trip as well. So this is, they're taking a step out here. Um, awesome. Well, yep. Beautiful. Hello. I just wanted to say that even though like we're back, I think we're still taking away things from the trip. Like we, we had such a great experience on Sunday night and we sort of, we continued that a little bit on the way home. And then sort of the next day, Tuesday, we're all like texting in the group chat. We're like, we need to, um, we need to get together again. So Thursday we got together and we prayed and it was just really special because it felt like, you know, we may be back, but, you know, it doesn't end, and we're all still together, and it was just really special. Another thing is at Rey de Gloria, the people there are so friendly. During the church service, we all got up and just went through everyone, shaking everyone's hand and shaking hands or hugging and saying, God bless you to everyone. It, it was awesome. Yeah. Adding on to that, it's funny because when you start talking to people from these other churches, it's like you almost feel like you have a connection to them because they're like 
family almost, like right when you meet them. And it's just really cool to like have an experience like this. Something that I noticed was that just how much love that everyone had. When we were listening to the people that were talking and giving their testimonies, I just like noticed that they just loved us. And like the um, principal of the Freedom School, she just like went up there and told us, she just told us that I love you guys. And then she wanted to hug us. And it was just, it was just so cool to see that and how much love that they had. And it was just like a different than like some other people that like, you know, we see every day, but they just like had something that was different about them that I noticed. And I just, it really inspired and encouraged me. I didn't know Corey was going to say what he said, but I wanted to encourage the church. This week, I learned that we have this awesome group of young adults here and they are members of this body. And that means they have something to contribute to all of us here. And so I want to encourage you, seek them out, use them, like let their ministries be here too. Let them, you know, um, Abby, my son, Jaden, he loved all of them. Like all week long, he kept saying, can I see my friends again? I want to see my friends. Where are my friends? Hi, friends. But so Jaden sat down for 30 minutes, which is kind of a miracle, and did sidewalk um chalk with Abby like and that was amazing I've never seen him do that before but just the way this whole group loved I would say on Jaden and Ollie and just each other they these are the teachers these are going to be the pastors these are going to be the prophets these are going to be the missionaries and so let's let them use the gifts that God has already planted in them. They are already members of the body of Christ and they have a part to play. Awesome. Thanks, Joanne. Anybody else? <laughs> awesome. Well, um, thank you guys for, for sharing about the trip. Um, and thank you all for your prayers and support. Um, a lot of you guys contributed in many different ways uh, to make this trip happen. So um, thank you so much. Um, but continue to pray. You know, the Lord is doing something in in, in their lives. He's doing something in our, our youth, but also in our church. It's bigger than just, you know, this group here. So thank you guys so much again. You can uh, grab a seat. I'm going to release you from standing <laughs> up here. Um And we, we can, um, if we have a communion, uh, ready in the elements, uh, those passing it out, if you would um, just go to the back and we, and we can start passing those things out. And um, as we think about uh, just communion, <laughs> what it symbolizes and, 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 and kind of what it, what it means and, and helps us do and focus on the Lord, um, I have a, a verse that I want to read and um, just pray for us, encourage us as a church. Um, what, one of the things that really stuck out to me this week, um, that I've been encouraging the group and, and Thursday when we gathered uh, at Main Square Park too, is that sometimes on a, on a trip, um, we feel like we need to do and, and serve and do, which is good. And, and, and there's trips like that where you're building a house, right? Or painting a house. This trip was, um, more on the other side of things, the cultural learning and serving. And um, I think it, it, it was so important that that was the, the, the main focus because um, 
these students, especially where they're at in life, um, as they get older, our country is only going to be more diverse, more of a melting pot. Um, in, in like the first day that Elizabeth was talking about, um, the doctor that shared with us, um, in five years in public schools, there'll be no majority ethnicity. And in 20 years in our country, there's not going to be a majority ethnicity anymore. Right. So for us, it's a, it's a challenge. Like, what are your circles look like? What, what are the people you live with look, look like? It's a challenge to us to step outside our, even our own comfort zones to love people, no matter who they are, because God loves them. Right, and they belong a part of our family, and this is the the beauty of the gospel here. This is Ephesians three, um, verse six, and Paul's writing to the church in Ephesus, which is which is mixed, and they're dealing with the whole it's kind of some other things, but it's Gentiles and Jews mixed together. So it's all different people in this church. And he talks about the reason why he is proclaiming the gospel here, why he's going out. And then he says this about the gospel in verse 6. He says, this mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. These Gentiles were now part of the church and, and following the Lord to some degree. And he's saying, man, they're a part of the body as well. And the gospel of Jesus is attainable to them, right? There's people in our lives who I think maybe we discount. We feel like, man, they, they, they're just so far gone that they can't be a part of the body of Christ. The, the gospel's not meant for them. But there, there's a challenge there for us, right? Who are we going to take the gospel to that doesn't look like us? That isn't in our, our immediate family, that isn't in our work circles or anything like that. Or maybe they are in those circles too. But who are those people? Let's pray for them. Let's, let's begin to love them in just little ways, right? Feeding them food like uh, Maria shared in the mall where this guy just showed this hospitality, right? What does it look like to be Christians who show hospitality to other people? What does it look like to welcome the stranger in our own neck of the woods and love these people? Um, but the beauty is that the gospel does not discriminate. It doesn't discriminate versus color, if you're tall or short, or whatever it looks like. The gospel is for everybody, and the kingdom of God is crying out for a bigger family. And so as we take communion together, and we can partake in that as Christians, um, remembering what Christ has done, He's also done this for every single person in around the world. He's done this for all people. And so let's stand together um, and, and um, let's, let's, uh, I want to pray for us. And um, Brooke and Joe's going to lead a song, uh, which would be awesome. Um, and then we'll take communion together. So Lord Jesus, thank you. God, for what you did in these students' lives this week. Lord, I thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit just working in so many different ways, God, um, but ultimately drawing them closer to you and them gaining a greater understanding of what the, the, the family of Jesus looks like, Lord. And here in this church, we are a family of believers. We're a family through Jesus Christ. And so as we take communion and remember the things he's done to bring us into the family, that he's given his body for us that was broken and his blood that was poured out on the cross, God, we thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you that we have a way to the Father through Jesus. We thank you, God, that we are a part of your family because of Jesus Christ and what he did for us. So God, in this moment now, we just choose to worship you. And as we partake in communion, God, let it be worship to you.